I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. For the international news media today, it seemed that all roads lead to Rome. But for one man, the Pope, all roads led out of Rome, specifically to the Vatican retreat of Castel Gandolfo, where Pope Benedict XVI officially retired today. From now on, the man once known as Joseph Ratzinger will be known as Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. Here are some of his final words as reigning Pope this afternoon. I would also like with my heart, with my prayers, with my reflections, with my inner strength, I would like to work for the common good and for the good of the Church, and I feel supported by your affection. Let's go forward for the good of the Church and the world. Thank you very much. Reporter Megan Williams is in Rome. I mean, it felt partly like a head of state leaving office or a rock star who's taking off to some secret hideaway in a helicopter. Kind of surreal. What is the mood there in Rome today? Well, yeah, I mean, it did, although a very old rock star, a very old and tired rock star. I mean, I think people felt uh, that they were living an historic event. It's extraordinary that a pope resigned. Uh, Obviously, it's the first time in centuries. But it it also is a kind of paradigm shift in the church that reflects modern times and, and that reflects the fact that Pope Benedict XVI was aware that he wasn't up to the task anymore, and he was willing to expose that, if you will, and step down and probably quite relieved. Um, So I think people were aware that it was something quite extraordinary. So with Benedict gone, there's technically no pope. Who's running the church? The church, in some ways, it's business as usual. I mean, the publication of uh, documents and the nominations of new bishops and approval of, of statutes for Catholic universities and that sort of thing, that is suspended. Also, uh, under long-standing church rules, which were updated by John Paul II, the Vatican Secretary of State, who's sort of the, the Vatican second in command, he's stepping down, as are heads of various Vatican congregations, in other words, ministries. So those, those leaders have all lost their job uh, as of 8 p.m. tonight. The person who has not lost his job is the uh, Chamberlain of the Holy Roman Church. And he's basically taking over for the Secretary of State and he's running things. He's administering Vatican affairs. And the one other person who's still around is the head of the Apostolic Penitentiary. And he's the person who um, essentially ensures that forgiveness is available at all times to any sinner. Mm. So people come come forward with, you know, their sins, they can they can be absolved by this person. So lots of talk now about the conclave that will elect a new pope. What's the timetable for choosing a new pope? The cardinals are going to meet for the first time on Monday, and they could uh, set the date as early as that first meeting. Uh, and that date could be as early as Friday. And if not Friday, perhaps Sunday, most of the cardinals are in town. Today, when the Pope addressed the cardinals, 144 were there. Uh, 115 are voting. Now, they have to be, of course, under the age of 80. But a lot of the men present today will be part of the conclave. So they don't really have to wait that much longer for all of them to get in town. So, Megan, today you've been talking to people in St. Peter's Square, uh, including one young Italian student. We're going to play a little of what she said in Italian, and then you can translate for us. 
Beh, diciamo che magari un papà differente per il semplice fatto che vorrei magari che riprendesse le linee di una, di una religione. She says, uh, basically she'd like a different kind of pope, one that enters into the hearts of young people more than Benedict did. She said that a lot of young people felt quite distant from him, especially compared to Pope John Paul II. Megan Williams in Rome, thank you for your time. Thanks, Marco. With the Pope's seat officially vacant now, Catholics around the world are focusing on what comes next. Here are some voices of Catholics from India, Brazil, and Nigeria on what they'd like to see in their next pontiff. We begin at a church in Mumbai. And now return to your rest. I believe that the Holy Father will bring back the faith to the church because the people of the Catholic world are, at this moment, their faith has been shaken by the situation of the world today and also by the resignation. People are a little confused and I'm sure that the newly elected Holy Father will bring things back into perspective. I think the next Pope should be younger because it's a really tough job and he has to travel a lot. It's really complicated. So it's going to be a very heavy burden for him. When God feels it's appropriate, he'll make also a Nigerian a Pope. As we are saying, the choice is entirely directed by the Holy Spirit And so the spirit directs where a new pope will come from, whether from Africa, Nigeria, Europe, or any part of the world. And one more voice we want to share with you, this one from Mexico, offering a very different perspective on what the next pope should do. I'm a Mexican woman, and what I think the new pope should do is to send to jail all the priests that have committed pedophile. Catholics from Mexico, Nigeria, Brazil, and India, and their views on what's on the agenda for the future pope. 